You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I'm Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are in a series on parenting, covering topics that hopefully maybe you want to know as a parent, topics I definitely want to know as a parent. I'm learning a lot of things about being a parent in these, and I'm learning that you were maybe a little bit more thought out in my youth than I thought you were. (laughs) Uh, So we have covered more of the big topics of parenting, more on what you want your family identity to be, the love languages of your children, kind of those big ideas. But today we are focusing in on really every parent's dream and goal, and that is obedience. Yeah, that's a scary thought, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Um, But but ultimately, again, as we walk through the phases of parenting, I, I always say to parents, listen, if you can't get control of your kids, you can't take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. You can't do training. You can't write things upon their heart. You, you can't really accomplish anything if you don't get obedience. So that's really the goal. The goal is, in a sense, to train the heart of a child. The goal is to take all of their waywardness and somehow you know, refine it and hone it. Mm-hmm. You're doing moral training on a child's heart, and the first step of that is obviously this issue of obedience. So I feel like I'm kind of in the thick of that, especially with my older one, with Leo. He's almost five. We're in the heart of getting him to listen, getting him to listen the first time, actual obedience. But what I'm finding in that a little bit is that there there kind of seems to be different behaviors. There are some things I feel like he just does out of instinct. He just does impulsively. But then there are other things where it feels like it's a bigger are there kind of levels to obedience? Yeah, there are. And we used to always say there's really two issues here at stake. One is what we would call childishness. That's what scripture calls it. And the other scripture calls foolishness. So whenever it comes to a discipline issue with regards to a kid, that's the first thing I want to determine is this childishness, which uh, again, maybe needs some training, mm-hmm. but doesn't need discipline, so mm-hmm. to speak. Or is this foolishness? And scripture talks about it. It says, listen, foolishness is bound up on the heart of a child. So our job as parents is to sort of, you know, deal with foolishness in a kid's life. So let me give you an example. Childishness would be, hey, you know what? They got a little bit too rough house. They were Mm -hmm. wrestling or having fun in the living room and knocked over a lamp or those kind of things. That's just childishness. It's going to happen. They spilled their milk because they got a little bit too, Mm -hmm. you know, rambunctious at the table or whatever it is. We're not going to discipline kids for Mm -hmm. that. Now, if it continues to happen, obviously, it's got to be dealt with. But, you know, disobedience is a different Mm -hmm. perspective. I've given them instruction and Mm -hmm. they made a decision. They weren't going to do it. They weren't going to follow through. I've told them before not to hit their sister and they Mm -hmm. did it again. That's foolishness. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I want to determine, is this just childishness? Is this just normal Mm -hmm. kid behavior and mistakes in life? Mm -hmm. Or have they been given instruction? Do they know this is wrong and they willfully have done it anyway and disobeyed? That's when Mm -hmm. discipline needs to come in. Don't you think, I feel like it's easy for us to see that when they're younger. You know, the examples you just gave are ones that immediately come to mind. But it also comes into play in teenage years and youth years as well. I just feel like we maybe don't have as much grace for it. Correct. Yeah, but I I think you're right. I think all throughout there's going to be those issues. But I do think at teenage years we're probably... 
uh, much more ready to kind of forgive and let go when they do mm-hmm. silly teenage things. Yes. But again, I think we've got to decipher, is this disobedience? Have they been trained in this area? Does there need to be a reach of discipline with yep. regards to that? And how we do that in the teenage years is very different. I mean, mm-hmm. we control kids when they're five and under. I mean, we can physically pick yep. them up and right. remove them from a situation. It's very different in mm-hmm. those teenage years, but I still think we want to continue to coach from the sidelines yep. in the teenage years. I think every parent would probably say obedience is their ultimate goal. There's nothing I would think a parent wants more, obviously, the love from their child, but then that their child would listen and obey. I mean, that's every parent's fear, I think, when you send them off to school. I hope they're going to listen. So let's break down obedience for people because there really are four characteristics of obedience and what that looks like in a child. Yeah, and I hope this isn't shocking to those who are uh, listening or watching, but I want you to know it is very easy to train your child. And step number one for me is this. It's got to be first-time obedience, meaning you want to have your authority as a parent in such a way that when you say it, they obey. Mm-hmm. Not when you count to three, okay, one, two. <laughs> it, and that always drives me nuts. And I always say to parents, listen, whatever you're going to do on three, do it on one. Yep. Be, just Because what, what I've noticed is this. Kids are much easier to train toward first-time obedience than we're willing to admit. Yeah. So I know when you're listening and you hear they say, oh, first time, I'm just happy if he does it the 10th time. Uh, it's much easier to train a child to first-time obedience than what we realize. Second, oh, No, because don't going. you think it's hard? I, I found myself doing this. When you do that, it just depends on your patience level. And the child doesn't know where that is. If I, if, right. if today it's 10 times for me, but then the next day I had a long day at work and it's three times, they don't really know where Ex- to go with exactly. that. Exactly. And really, that's on the parent at that moment mm-hmm. in time. I, and I know, listen, I was not perfect at this either. But there has to be a standard you set. If I expect first-time obedience when mm-hmm. I'm tired and I'm mm-hmm. ticked off, i got to accept expect first-time obedience when I'm in a good mood and things yeah. are going... There, there's got to be a standard for, for the child. Mm-hmm. It, because when we don't do that, I think it causes their hearts real uneasiness. Mm-hmm. Is mom or dad mad today? Mm-hmm. Are they nice today? I, I, you know, can you imagine how that is mm-hmm. to walk into a situation and not know? Mm-hmm. So that's why first-time mm-hmm. obedience is critical. S- second thing I'd say is when they obey, they got to do it without complaint. So mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, mom, I'm not picking up my toy. <laughs> You know, it's got to be without, you know, complaint or, you know, uh, this idea of sort of rejecting what we have to say or wanting to do something different. And then really, we always say the fourth thing is this, they've got to do it completely. So it's not as if we say, hey, pick up your toys and they pick up part of them or put this in, you know, its proper place and they bring it near there, but not all. So so again, I know those things sound nitpicky, Mm -hmm. but the truth is if you want to keep your authority as a parent and you do, Mm -hmm. uh, you want to train them to first time obedience. It needs to be without complaint. It needs to be without challenging you as a parent and it needs to be complete. And as hard as that sounds to do, it's much easier than people realize when you just say, okay, listen for the next day, and usually what it takes is one or two days, mm-hmm. we're going to follow through on this. Yeah. Well, and I'll be honest, as a parent of a younger child who doesn't always want to do what I ask, it's so much easier to not do that. I mean, when we're leaving someone's house and it's, okay, boys, you need to pick up before we go, either I'm going to be there 20 minutes while I remind them and I redirect their behavior and their attitude, and I'm like, I could have just cleaned this up yep. 10 times by now. <laughs> Listen, let's not kid each other. Parenting is exhausting. <laughs> 
but it needs to be done. It just yeah. does. And and I'm telling you, if in those early years you spend the time to do it, it pays off huge mm-hmm. dividends down the road. And I'd also say if you don't spend the time to do it now, you just have greater and greater problems as your kids get older. So let's talk about then my side of it, the parent side of it. What do I need to make sure I'm, what role do I play? Obviously we've talked about the things that you need to set in place, but what can parents do to help this side? But then also maybe what are some pitfalls that parents often end up falling into that are bigger deals than they realize? Yeah, I I would say a couple of things. Let's start on the positive side. I'd say, first of all, Whenever you're giving your kids instructions, you want to look them in the eye and then you want to expect a response from them. So if I say, let's just say little Lydia's here, three, four years of age, and I say, Lydia, you need to pick up your toys. Mm -hmm. I want to know, because they're usually playing and stuff like that, I want to know it in a way that requires a response from you. So Lydia, did you hear me? Mm -hmm. I, I need you to pick up your toys. We always did, and I know this is a little bit from the South, but we always did a yes Mm ma'am, yes mom, Mm -hmm. yes dad, whatever it might be. Uh, We need to hear that you heard us and responded. The second thing, you're going to hear me say this line throughout. If I could give parents one line, it'd be this. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Mm -hmm. So if you meant it's bedtime, then you got to be ready to follow through Mm -hmm. that it's bedtime. If you didn't mean it, don't say it. Don't say it, because mm-hmm. all you're doing is undermining your authority all of the mm-hmm. time. So follow through. And then I always say this. We always gave you guys as kids what we call, and I've seen you do this with your boys. I just think it's a good, good thing to do. Give them a five-minute warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, in a sense, they're swimming and they're having a ball, and I saw you do this the other night with your boys, but just say to them, listen, we're getting out in five minutes. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're emotionally preparing your kids to obey. And again, mm-hmm. parents always want to be on the side of the kids. Do whatever you can mm-hmm. to help them be obedient. Yep. So if emotionally, you know, this helps them get ready. Hey, you, you got another trick mm-hmm. to do in the pool or you want to go underwater? One more, do yep. it because in yep. five minutes mm-hmm. we're getting out. So it emotionally prepares them to do it. On the negative side of things, I would say anytime you're sort of this threatening and repeating parent, mm-hmm. all you're doing is undermining your thought. Hey, you do that one more time, you do that two more times. <laughs> you know, if you're threatening constantly and you yeah. gotta constantly repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I know people don't believe me on this, but it takes about a day or two to train mm-hmm. your child to obey the first time. So don't be the threatening, repeating parent. You're constantly undermining your authority. Mm-hmm. Don't be the bribing parent. Hmm. You know, hey, if you're good in the grocery store, mm-hmm. you know, here's what we'll do for you. We're taking you to great America. We're taking <laughs> you to whatever. Listen, you don't have to, you should not have to bribe your kids in mm-hmm. order to get obedience from them. With regards to rewarding them for skills you want to learn or those kind of things, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But behavior should not have to be bribed uh, to be gotten. And I would also say never negotiate in the midst of conflict. If Mm. your kid's angry and they're frustrated because you're asking them to do something, don't negotiate in the middle of that. You want to negotiate at a time of peace and say, Mm -hmm. listen, maybe my standards are too high and Mm -hmm. I I want to take a look at that. That's fine, but not in the midst of conflict. It's very humbling to sit on the other side of this and just run through my head all the things I've done wrong that you've probably been witness to as grandfathers. <laughs> nah, not only that, but I did them wrong as a parent too. I, I just think parents have to know, you know, just keep doing yep. what you know the principles are. Doesn't mean you're perfect at it, yep. but it matters. Mm-hmm. It, it makes difference mm-hmm. long term in their life. 
And I've noticed too, when we're good about it, it makes being in public and around other people so much more enjoyable because there's nothing more embarrassing. I've been there when your kid doesn't listen and you, and you're not, I don't want to yell at them in front of everyone. I don't want to have to pull them aside, but it, it's really, I have found what you are consistent with at home that will eventually pay off. It pays huge dividends. The question they used to ask us, at least in my early parenting days was this, does anybody beside you enjoy your children? Hmm. And if you go to yourself, Ooh, yeah. I don't know if they do. I know we do because we love them. They're ours. Yeah. But are they so disruptive wherever they go that mm-hmm. in all honesty, people don't really want to be around your kids? Mm-hmm. At that point in time, you got to say to yourself, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, we got to do something yeah. differently. I want my children to be a joy, mm-hmm. not only in our life, but in other people's lives as well. Awesome. Well, thank you. Hopefully this has provided you with Um, A place to start, at least, with obedience and what that looks like. Next week, we're going to cover the topic of repentance and forgiveness, so make sure you join us. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.